Welcome, Bird Gang. The voice is better. Fingers crossed it stays that way. On today's show, we turn it over to Mike Jarecki. All right, we're going to have our three keys for the Cardinals to get a victory against the Rams on Sunday. We'll go through the X Factor and then the intangible, and we'll try to break this game down to where the Cardinals get a chance to win on Sunday. It's a Football Friday edition of Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 475, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Here's Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. A lot at stake this week, including first place in the NFC West. Everyone needs to be on their A game, myself included. So we're going to lean on you a lot, MJ. Yeah, you're like Calvin Beecham, a game-time decision. But I think you're going to be good to go. I guess we'll have to wait for the uh, you know, the inactive report to come out. But right now, the three guys that you know they're hoping at least the majority can play would be Justin Pugh. He was out there on Friday. Justin Murray. And then Calvin Beecham still dealing with a rib injury. Uh, worst case scenario is you'll have Josh Jones at right tackle and then possibly Justin Murray. And the good news is that Justin Pugh is making progress, so it wasn't as daunting as we heard earlier in the week. And according to offensive line coach and run game coordinator Sean Kugler this week, Josh Jones played very, very well. And of the five offensive linemen, he is one of their best. Yeah, we've always maintained that Kugler obviously has a lot of input on the running game um, situation, running game coordinator, and he's always going to play the best five guys. Now, sometimes you're going to have to go down to the well a little bit if you have injuries, but they feel good about their top seven or eight offensive linemen, at least going into season. Now it's going to be tested a little bit. Now, as we speak here on this Friday, Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. I'm a little less confident that Beecham will be able to go, maybe more so for Pugh and Murray. But if necessary, you will see Sean Harlow and Max Garcia again. The issue that I have this week, and we will get into it here momentarily, but week four in Los Angeles against the Rams, it's Aaron Donald. I mean, it's that big number 99 and that interior of the offensive line that kind of scares me just a little bit. And rightfully so. I mean, he's the best defensive player. He's been the best defensive player over the last few years, and he hasn't slowing down. He keeps himself in great shape. I mean, he's he's a physical uh, specimen when you see his shirt off. So, um, but we, you know, when the Cardinals got Rodney Hudson, and we all thought, all right, you got a guy that can block Aaron Donald. Well, they move Aaron Donald around, and so we'll see. You know, if they slide protection or they try to w- worry about him coming backside. And so that's going to be obviously the guy you put your your hat on. And then, you know, Leonard Floyd, he can get to the quarterback. And then Jalen Ramsey, he kind of plays a little bit of that that joker position. He can line up in the slot, come off the edge and blitz. So he plays more like a hybrid, um, very similar to Jamal Adams up there in Seattle. So when you start looking at these safeties in this in this in, in this division, they do a little bit more. We could say Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker are very similar to what they do. So you could see him coming off the edge just to force Kyler Murray to move the pocket and the Cardinals are gonna have to protect him there. But clearly, um, when I look at this game, the offensive line we know that they were probably the more physical team in week one along with the D line. They're gonna have to match that 
again, the, the Rams have a really good uh, D-line, not a lot of depth there, but they're going to have to match their intensity if they want to be able to win in the trenches. All right, let's get to it. It is a football Friday. We all have come to expect one thing on a football Friday, and that is Mike Jarecki's three keys for a victory, the X, the X factor, and then, of course, the intangible, which we've added here this season in 2021. So let's not waste any time. Week four, SoFi Stadium, 105 is the kickoff. 8.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. But as we look at your three keys, give me number one. Cardinals must score at least 30 points. Now, I think this is going to be a shootout. Now, the Rams have scored 30 points in seven of their last eight games against the Cardinals, winning seven of those by 10 points or more. You know, Arizona right now, no team is there. They're at the top with scoring points. Uh, they're putting up 103 points in three games, over 30 points in each game. Um, and, and they're averaging about 6.8 yards per play. And we know Murray's at 9.9 per attempt. We know the rushing is needs to get up a little bit over four. Um, but they have to score points in this game. And I think it's going to be a shootout. And it could come down to who has the ball late in the fourth quarter. It could come down to a kick. Um, but I do think it's going to be a shootout. Now, you like to see, you know, the Cardinals obviously try to force some turnovers. Um, and that's going to be one of the other uh, intangibles coming up. But you have to score at least 30 points in this game if you want to be in, in it late in the fourth quarter. I might even push that to 35 or 40. 30-plus. 30 and that's that's probably better because if you look, Cardinals number one tied with the Buccaneers and the Rams number three or number two, depending on how you want to look at it. But the sixth-best passing game and the 27th-best rushing attack, that's what the Rams do. So a lot of Matthew Stafford is what we're going to see on Sunday. Yeah, so, again, you have to be able to score points, and, and, and I feel like the Cardinals, uh, you know, I last couple of years I wasn't so much, I wasn't confident or optimis, optimistic to where, you know, they have to force three or four turners to win the game. I, I feel I feel much more confident going into this game based on what we've seen in the last three weeks. Yes, uh, it's not a perfect uh, situation. There's, there's, you know, there's guys that are freelancing a little bit. We'll get into that. But I feel confident this team could put up points, and that's what you're going to have to do against this St. Louis or this Los Angeles Rams team. So that's that's my number one key. All right, so number one, what is the second key for Mike Jarecki for the Cardinals to get that fourth win of the season in four games? Well, the Rams are only averaging 3.3 yards per carry this season now. Henderson is going to play, according to Sean McVay. He's a big back. They also have Sony Michelle, who came in. He's a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield, kind of a little similar to Chase Edmonds. He's really good in pass protection, obviously, when you play for the Patriots and you want to be on the field. So... Uh, I'm thinking at, at this point, um, you know, since they're only averaging 3-3, you have to put pressure on, on Sam Bradford. In other words, we, you know, we talk about first and second down. They have to win first and second down to get him in third and seven or third, or an, third and eight. And we know that when it comes to Sean McVay's offense, when he gets in the rhythm, they could be difficult to slow down. It all starts with screens, draws, bootlegs, off-tackle run plays, misdirection which really sets up the play action, and you got to give Stafford a lot of credit learning a new offense. He had so much command in that Buccaneers game, and I think it's it really started showing in week one. Week two, they could have lost to the Colts. It was a close game towards the end there. But what he did against a really good Bucks defense, they were the more physical team in that game. So he does a lot of different things, and Jared Goff always on the bootlegs. Cardinals, need to, they were over-pursuing half the time, and they can't do that in this game. Uh, they got to stick to what the defense is called and make sure you can get 
uh, Bradford off his spot. Now they will move the pocket for him because he doesn't run a lot to where they want to extend the ball. You have to you have to cover the entire field. They use all 53 and a third yards. They they love to 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 get going like a track meet on you. So um, don't let them get in the rhythm. It's easier said than done. Try to contain them and really eliminate the big plays. You have to eliminate these down the field 75-yard, keep everything in front of you. That's how you go to approach this Rams offense. Stafford completing better than 70% of his pass attempts, owns the second-best quarterback rating, nine touchdowns, one interception, named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week for the second time in three games based off what he did against the Buccaneers, and his number one target, Cooper Cup, the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. What he has done, MJ, is just simply outstanding. And the routes he's running, and supposedly the, the, you know, him and Stafford were, were working on some routes, and then they went to McVay, and he said, if you guys are, can make it work, we're going to try it. And they tried it in the last game, and you know he runs in and runs out, and, and he, change, he can change direction on a dime. Um, he This is a perfect uh, – you know, quarterback for a guy like Cooper Cup kind of reminds me of Cole Beasley and some of these other slot receivers. And and really, Robert Woods hasn't really taken off yet. Deshaun Jackson, obviously, is a guy that take the top off the defense. But just make keep everything in front of you. But the key is going to be to get him in third and long where you can say, hopefully start teeing off. Cup leads the league in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, tied for first in receptions with 25. So, yeah, if you can make Bradford – uncomfortable he's worked or excuse me not Bradford um Stafford if you can make Stafford uncomfortable and we heard from Rashard Lawrence on Friday that a lot of what they've seen on film talking about the Cardinals defense is Stafford in clean pockets which any quarterback can have a lot of success in a clean pocket yeah exactly but and again it's not so much the sacks it's just you know getting him off his spot forcing him to get rid of that ball a little bit quicker and that's one thing that stood out is how fast he gets rid of that ball. He can recognize defenses. It's not like McVay's got to feed him the play before the play clock uh, shuts off like he did with Goff. Uh, he has command of the offense. But, again, uh, just like any other quarterback, they don't like to get hit. And if you hit him early in that game, uh, you know, he's, he's a veteran guy. He's seen a lot of things down down the, the rifle. But I'm just saying make him uncomfortable to where he feels like I got, maybe I can't go through my reads. It's the Al Davis line. The quarterback must go down. He must go down hard. Yes. Maybe just not the second yeah. half. The yeah. quarterback needs to go down. Yeah, exactly. All right, number three, Mike Jarecki's keys to a 4-0 start. Cardinals secondary against the Rams wideouts. Again, they're going to have to plaster these guys. Um, is Byron Murphy going to be in the slot? Is he going to be on the outside? You know, clearly they like Marco Wilson's athleticism. Robert Alford's a really physical player. Um they're, it's just how they match up with them. And if they can get an interception or two, that would go a long way. And then you got um, Antonio Hamilton, who's coming in and done a really nice job. He's more of a special teams player, going to re- replace Charles Washington there. But, you know, they got to get pressure up front, and they got to stay in their lanes. But at the same time, these guys got to cover. You got to plaster these guys. Don't let them get get behind you. Keep everything in front of you. You'd rather give up a 30-yard pass than a 75-yard bomb for a touch. Well, you look, and we discussed Cooper Cup, but Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and Deshaun Jackson, who, after being, I wouldn't say ignored the first two weeks, they've figured out a way 
to get him involved. Last week, three catches for a team high, 120 yards and one touchdown, which was a 75-yard score. So there are four wide receivers, not to mention what they do out of the backfield or the tight end position. But, yes, they like to spread the football around as far as what they do offensively in the passing game. Stafford, as we talk about Kyler Murray, a lot of different weapons. Yeah, and, they, and, and again, they spread it around, and we didn't even talk about the tight end. You know, they, they'll throw the ball to the tight end if they feel like they got the middle of the field open. And that's that's the th- thing about their offense. They like to just throw it down the field. with their. Now, it's not just they're running post routes or fly routes. They're moving around. But all of a sudden, you focus on the deep ball, and the tight end's wide open. So you got to cover the middle of the field. And, and that means there's more pressure on the Cardinals' inside linebackers, whether it's Collins, Hicks, or Simmons, where you got to make sure you, you where your eyes are. You can't let, you know – five-yard pass or a slant pass to a tight end become a 40-yard gain. So the linebackers are going to have to have their keys and make sure the middle of the field is not as open as it has been maybe in the last couple of weeks. Rams offense, five different pass catchers with 110 or more receiving yards, six different pass catchers averaging at least 10 yards per catch. So this is a potent offensive showcase as far as the aerial game is concerned. So the three keys, just one of those wide receivers I do need to mention because this is a storyline that showed up in the game notes but has not been talked about, and that is Van Jefferson. His father, Sean Jefferson, Cardinals wide receivers coach. Does dad know something about son that can help the Cardinals defensively in this matchup? I don't know. Be interesting if father and son have spoken. There's also a father-daughter because Sean Jefferson's daughter Paige interning in the Rams communications department this season. So there could be some family issues come Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they're family at the end of the day, um, but, you know, they're on the other team. (laughs) And Sean Jefferson, just like anyone else in that locker room, they want to win this game. So uh, those are nice little storylines. Maybe they can have uh, a gathering, I I don't know about Saturday night, but maybe um, they can get a chance to to break bread and have some uh, good conversation because come Sunday – um, you're wearing the other jersey, and you're working for the other organization. So um, not so much enemies. We're just we're good for the next three hours. 60 minutes, they will be on opposite sides. And then you can come together and have that family get together. All right, the three keys, once again, score at least 30 points, pressure Matthew Stafford, and the Cardinals secondary against those Rams wide receivers. So I like that. So three keys. All right, first up, the X factor. What do you got? X factor to me is going to be which team um, doesn't commit the most penalties or turnovers. Mistakes. Mistakes. That's a good way of referring to it. Now the Rams, we know the Cardinals have been had an issue when it comes to the penalties. Now it's been a little bit better here, but um, the the Rams as a team, like they don't, through three weeks, the Rams have been called for seven penalties, two fewer than any other team in the league. They've been called for three holding penalties, one face back, face back penalty, and one delay of game in a neutral zone infraction. Now, Kenny Young was also called for an unsportsmanlike conduct against the Colts, resulting in an ejection. The Cardinals are 16th uh, with 20 penalties called against them. So, again, don't beat yourselves. Uh, I understand if a guy's going to hit the quarterback, holding, yes. 
false starts, um, playing the echo of the whistle. Don't try to go in there and taunt anybody because, you know, the the, uh, the emotions are going to be very high. You know, this team's going in there with a business trip, so don't let the mistakes, the turnovers, and the penalties come back to haunt you. We're having that conversation on Monday. Rams, the least penalized team in the league. They had four in week one, three total over the next two games, and you talked about it, seven total. Cardinals had seven last week against the Jaguars. Yes, yeah. week one, five against the. Vikings. Well, I mean, Kyler's really the first, probably the first one to say it after the after the Super Bowl, and he, uh, after the season when he was done, you know, doing some radio hits, little things. These are the little things, and again, um, to me, are the Rams a better team? I think the Cardinals can go toe to toe. I really feel comfortable about this game. Now, again, you have, somebody's going to have to make a stop at some point. You know, if they're just exchanging touchdowns, that's great. Um, this could come down to the fourth quarter, and then I'm going to get into my intangible, and that's going to be. Oh, go ahead. One quick note as far as turning the ball over: the Rams have only turned it over twice, and we know how many times the Cardinals have turned the ball over. But I, 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 I like your X factor because on paper. Pretty evenly matched. I mean, numbers look good. The talent look good as far as, you know, stars on either side of the ball. But who beats themselves? Who has those mistakes? Or is there a special teams play that comes into it? But, yeah, I think I think the X Factor, more than what we've seen so far, so far in the first four games, um, which, which team plays a cleaner football game for 60 minutes? Exactly. And – you know, the Cardinals definitely have cut down. Um, they're 16th last year. They were 32nd. And then we talked about stall drives. They really haven't had that issue considering they put over over 400 yards in all three games. They scored 30 points in all three games. They're really effective in the red zone. Um, you go Again, you got to convert on third down. But uh, those mistakes, don't shoot yourself in the foot. I always say this team could be good, even great, if they don't beat themselves. All right, so that's the X factor. Now, what's your intangible? Matt Prater. I mean, this is why they got the guy, to win a close game. And if we're looking at a 34-31 and he's got an opportunity to kick a long field goal, that's why you have Matt Prater, to win close games. And Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Um, may, the defense may have to make a stop. Cardinals get the ball back and they got to kick a long field goal. I like my chances with Matt Prater. So that's why you went out and got him. He would, If he was on the roster last year, I think you and I would agree that probably could have won two, maybe three more games. But we're not, we're, not hitting, we're not talking about last year, so to speak. I'm just saying the difference from a year. So if it comes down to a, a kick, I trust Matt Prater in a big spot. It's a controlled environment as well. We don't need to revisit what happened in Jacksonville, but it's a good field, indoors, roof, Everything you want as far as a kicker. Yeah, and 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 it's L.A. and and I told you maybe a week ago, Rich Eisen said, and the NFL Network has an office right next to the stadium, and he said, uh, just based on the game against the Bucks, that was the loudest home advantage the Rams have ever had, and that's people that covered. I don't know how many people covered them in in St. Louis. That was a dome, a little bit different, you know, atmosphere, a little bit older stadium. Um. But they, they and they said it's loud in there. They play music. I mean, it's loud. So we got to think at some point the Cardinals are going to have to go to silent count. Uh, they, you know, they always work on that during practice. Sometimes they'll have proud noise out there. But they say it's it's much louder than other stadiums, and it's the newest one. The technology, I'm sure the Wi-Fi and everything. But you know, it's L.A. They they like everything glitz and glamour over there. It was 
brought up to a couple of different players this week. It's the second time the Cardinals will play at SoFi Stadium, but last year, no fans. No one there outside of those people working the game. Now all of a sudden you add a sold-out, rabid fan base to a environment. How do you respond? You can practice with crowd noise and everything, but that's going to be an adjustment because they'll know what to expect as far as what it looks and where to go, but now all of a sudden you pack in a bunch of people. How, how does it feel to those players on the field? Yeah, and Jordan Rodriguez just talked about, you know, just how loud they play the music. I mean, again, they're not – She pumped. covers the Rams for the athletic. Thank you. Yeah, she worked uh, previous in this market. She's uh, she, she was covering the Panthers, and then she got an opportunity to move to L.A. and and work for the athletic. Yeah, it's not like they're pumping crowd noise. I don't want to get anything misconstrued here. It's just, it's just loud, and the fans start getting into it. And, again, when you're throwing 75-yard passes and you get a touchdown, they just feed off that kind of stuff. So, um, once again, just try to take them out of the game. Easier said than done. The only way you can do that is get a leader try to force a turnover where they feel like, maybe this is not a walk in the park. To me, Craig, at the end of the day, let's bottom line this. Yes, the Cardinals beat three teams. Um, They played really well in week one. They were able to finish in week two and three. The Rams have played, you know, maybe uh, when you look at the records, a better record than the Cardinals have against their opponents. But to me, whether they win or lose, you cannot go up there and get blown out. Okay, because people are going to wonder, are you a contender? Or a pretender. And I think this team's a contender. But you can't go out there and lay an egg like it's been. So I'm, I'm turning the page on all the previous Sean McVay games because this is a different team. There's a different mindset, and they know what's at stake. But don't get caught up in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, just do your thing. Stay, you know, like Buddha, Buddha and Kyler say, one day at a time, one play at a time. Like, don't try to go out there and score three touchdowns in, in one drive because – um, like I said, uh, if you can get them to just rattle, I'm, I'm, you're never going to really, um, you know, when it comes to um, Matthew Stafford, it's going to be hard to rattle him, but just make it uncomfortable. First place in the NFC West, that's what's on the line, but the storyline is eight straight losses to Sean McVay, four straight losses to the NFC West, and a four-year run of not having beaten Matthew Stafford. That's the narrative that fans and media are coming into this week's game. Players, however, look at a 3-0 and opponent and, hey, taking an early lead within the division as far as at the end of Sunday, one of these two teams is going to stay, we're first place all by ourselves. Yeah, and, you know, we can look ahead. You know, they got the Rams and they got the Niners at home. They got to go to Cleveland. And Cleveland's rushing, like, for 175 yards per game on the ground with, you know, Cream Hunt and uh, – and uh, Nick Chubb. So that, again, you just don't want you want to avoid losing streaks. You win this game right here. Um, it's another road game, so that means three you would have in just a short amount of time. It's a division game and a team you're probably going to have to be in contention with when it comes to the end of the year. Uh, based on the Seahawks' two losses, they play the 49ers this week, so somebody's going to lose that game. They're going to have another loss. So this is going to be pivotal when it's all said and done. Are we rooting for the Seahawks this week, or are we rooting for the 49ers to pin the first-ever three-game losing streak on Russell Wilson? Well, I I mean, well, either or, if the Niners lose, then maybe they'll be more motivated knowing they got to beat the Cardinals. I mean, Kyle Shanahan will get his team ready. Uh, Whatever it takes, if, if the Niners only have one loss, let's have them get another loss.
49ers 2-1, Seahawks 1-2 in that game in San Francisco. That is a quick rundown of the NFC West schedule because it got a nice little round robin here in week four. All right, MJ, anything else you got before we uh, close up this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals? No, I'm, you know, again, this is a this litmus test, um, measuring stick. We, I can use so many different phrases. This is this is a quality football team, and the Cardinals have earned the right to be three and zero. And now you need to go in there and just take care of business. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really care how they win; just win the football game. And sometimes the best team with talent doesn't win the game. It's a team that plays the best that day, and that's what the Cardinals have to go out there and do execute. And my last thing: we're hearing too much about this gap control, gap discipline, gap um, uh, gap integrity. Integrity, yeah, I get all that. Okay. What basically we're hearing is maybe nine or ten guys are doing their job, and there's one or two that are freelancing. And when that's that's fine because the, the players that are probably doing it, they can make plays. But if all 11 guys are doing their job, then you shouldn't have any of these uh, running backs running for 12 yards where there's a nice crease they can run up. So stay within the frame of the defense. Vance knows what he's doing. I'm sure he's going to dial up some blitzes, and I think Isaiah Simmons uh, is going to be all over the field. I really do. But – um, again, just go in there and, and try to play a clean game. Uh, but I, I like their chances. I know this team can score points. Now it's a matter of do they cut down the penalties and they don't turn the football over. And, you know, um, just, just don't make mistakes to where it's going to cost you the game in the end. 105 is the kickoff, 8.30 a.m. The pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. Really looking forward to this matchup. Two 3-0 teams within the NFC West. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, abbreviated edition. But, hey, we're all focused on Sunday. Special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.